0: Just saying all the things about myself I've decided I just want to give you a piece of random research I did this week so about last Sunday the power went out or maybe that was last Sunday I don't know I was reading this book and it's about these film directors and their short little descriptions of their life and um, there's this one dude like David something can't remember I don't know if this is all right my brain is screwed up, but anyway, I read that he was influenced by this dude named Aleister Crowley for like his stuff at the occult, and I'm super interested in the occult, I don't know what it is about, about it, it's just really cool, and <clears throat> anyway, so I spent a couple of days just wondering who that dude, Alistair Crowley was, the other director dude, wasn't really that interesting. Um, so I searched it up the other day on my school Chromebook, and turns out this Aleister Crowley did is quite some character. I hadn't ever heard of him before I read about him the other night, and I quite don't think you've heard about him before either, and if you have, good for you. So. I paused there because I decided that I need to introduce myself somewhat. I want to keep this very short because I really do want to talk about Alistair Crowley. So here we go, my name is Juliana, I'm a 17 year old, and I'm very much about to graduate. Um, I am confused about my life ahead of this, but I know I want to do a lot of general things. This podcast was not one of them. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I'm really interested in a lot of things. I love to talk. I can't, like, really talk that good. I'm not good at talking, but I sure do really love to talk. I love to listen to myself talk, and I like to listen to what I say, which is, that's the exact same thing. Um, I'm a little discombobulated, a little little goofy around here, um, so I guess you'll get used to me eventually, I don't know, I don't know everything, I like to know things, but I, I really don't know everything, and if I get my facts wrong, then that's just me getting my facts wrong, um, I don't even know anymore, my brain is just all wookie. What's Wookiee? Wookiee's not a word, is it? I don't know. Anyway, let's get to Alistair Crowley. So, I went ahead and pulled up the Wikipedia page for this dude. I don't want to get my facts wrong as much as possible. I want you to hear how cool he is and what I first learned. So, Alistair Crowley was born Edward Alexander Crowley on the 12th of October, 1875. He was an English occultist, ceremon- ceremonial magician, poet, painter, novelist, and get this, mountaineer. He founded the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the eye of Horus. in the early 20th century. A prolific writer he published widely over the course of his life, and this is from like the first paragraph of his Wikipedia article. His parents were really Christian. And they wanted him to pursue, you know, be interested in Western esotericism. Uh, Because of that, he was educated at Trinity College and the University of Cambridge. But he was kind of, he's kind of a headstrong dude. And he focused his intentions on mountaineering, mountaineering and poetry, resulting in several publications. (coughs) So this dude... Many speculate that, uh, actually, biographers alleged that he was recruited into the British intelligence agency, and they suggest that he remained a spy throughout his life. In 1898, he joined the esoteric Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, where he trained in ceremonial magic by this dude, oh god, listen to his name, Samuel Liddell McGregor Mathers and Alan Bennett, he moved to the Bullskin House by Loch Ness in Scotland, and went mountaineering with in Mexico with Oscar Eckstein before studying Hindu and Buddhist practice. Buddhist, it's Buddhist get, get it right. Buddhist practices in India. He married Rose Edith Kelly, and in nineteen o four, they honeymooned in Cairo, Egypt, where Crowley claimed to have been contacted by a supernatural entity. Get this, get this. Okay, his name was Aleister. I, that was an unnecessary voice, but it's a weiss, who provided him with the Book of the Law, a sacred text that served as the basis for the Thelema. Announcing the start of the Ions of Horus, the book declared that its followers should do what thou wilt, and seek to align themselves with their true will will through the practice of magic. Looking back, I see that I made a big mistake. It's called the Ion of Horus, and also, He rejected his parents' fundamentalist Christian Plymouth Brethren faith to pursue an interest in Western esotericism. Just wanted to say that. So anyway, I'm going to keep on reading the article. After an unsuccessful attempt to climb Tengshin Changa and a visit to India and China, Crowley returned to Britain where he attracted attention as a prolific author of poetry, novels, and occult literature. In 1907, he and George Cecil Jones co-founded an esoteric order, the A, dot, dot, A, dot, it's, I, just, just search, just search up his Wikipedia article, I, there's no way I can put that into words, <laughs> through which they propagated the Lima. After spending time in Algeria in 1912, He was initiated into another esoteric order, the German based Ordo Templi Orientis, or OTO, rising to become the leader of its British branch, which he reformulated in accordance with his Thelemic beliefs. Thelemite beliefs. Throughout the OTO, Thelemite groups were established in Britain, Australia, and North America. Scarlet. God. I need to learn to talk. Okay. Crowley? Where am I? <laughs> okay. Crowley spent the First World War in the United States, where he took up painting and campaigned for the German war effort against Britain, later revealing that he had infiltrated the pro-German movement to assist in the British intelligence services. In 1920, he established the Abbey of Thelema, a religious commune in Cefalu, Cis- Sicily, where he lived with various followers. His libertine lifestyle led to denounce denunciations in the British pa- press and the Italian government evicted him in 1923. He divided the following two decades between France, Germany, and England, and continued to pl- promote the Lima until his death. So I was confused about libertine and lifestyle, and so there's like a highlighted thing of the page that I could I, you know, looked at. So a libertine person is devoid of most moral principles. Um, they have a sense of responsibility or sexual restraints. They have a lack of those, which are seen as unnecessary or undesirable, especially someone who ignores or even spurns accepted morals and forms of behaviors sanctified by the larger society. So it's kind of like a sexual deviance. <coughs> so get this. He became really controversial because he was a recreational drug user, bisexual, and an individualist social critic. I don't know how he got there, I don't know how he survived, because from what I know, people weren't that people weren't that nice to gay people back then. Um he actually inspired spy, inspired man. no, he actually actually inspired <laughs> he actually inspired countercultures of the 1960s, so like anti-war hippie movements um he was the subject of various biographies and academic s- studies, there's one called uh, god it's quite, it's quite a read quite a, quite a name where is it I actually tried to find it in my local library system. What the fuck? Okay. I've tried to find it in my local library system, but it's not anywhere near here. I don't feel like traveling forty-five minutes to go get a book that is gonna take forever to read. Okay, so Oh, so look at this, I scrolled all the way down to the bottom of the page, and he influenced many in British popular culture. His, after his time in Cephalou, which had brought him to public attention in Britain, his various literary crowleys appeared, and characters in fic- fiction apa- based upon him. One of the earliest was the character of the poet Shelley Arabin in John Bukin- Bukins. 1926 novel The Dancing Floor. In his novel The Devil Rides Out, the writer Dennis Wheatley used Crowley as a partial basis for the character of Damien Mordecai, a portly bald defruct priest who engages in black magic. <coughs> the occultist Dion Fortune used Crowley as a basis for characters in her books, The Secrets of the Doctor Tavener and the Weakened Bull, He was included as one of the figures in the cover art of the Beatles' album, St. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And his motto of, Do What Thou wilt" was inscribed on the vinyl of Led Zeppelin's album, Led Zeppelin III. Led Zeppelin, co-founder Jimmy Page, bought Bullskin in 1971, and part of the band's film, The Song Remains the Same, was filmed in the grounds. He sold it in 1992. Though David Bowie makes a fleeting reference to Crowley in the lyrics of of his song, Quicksand, it's been suggested that the lyrics of Bowie's number one hit single, The Stands, may substantially paraphrase Crowley's 1923 poem, Lyric of Love to Leia. Ozzy Osbourne and his lyricist Bob Gaisley wrote a song titled Mr. Crowley, and Mr. Crowley began to receive scholarly attention from academics in the late 1990s. I think that's really cool. Um, I don't know why. Okay, so, where did he come from, where'd he go? He's just popping out nowhere, basically in the 90s. That's when, um, I guess most people learned about him. Let's see. Um, he was, (laughs) he was claimed to be a British spy, and he would spy on the British government through, you know, the anti um just like the German clubs in America, and he'd go to the rallies and meetings and stuff, and supposedly give them give the British government intelligence that they needed to, you know, get through the war. Um, he was bisexual and exhibited a sexual prer- preference for women. Um, he. And I quote, had a particular attraction towards exotic women. Okay. Um, he advocated for complete sexual freedom for both men and women. <laughs> and I guess since he's already this far. He's already this controversial, his political views are just, just out there. Crowley enjoyed being outrageous and flouting conventional morality. Um, He was in revolt against the moral and religious values of his time, quoted John Simmons. And he was influenced by the work of Frederick Nextley and social Darwinism. Um, he regarded himself as an aristocrat and styled himself as a large bullskin, once describing his ideology as aristocratic communism. Wow. So I kept on reading and grazed, glazed, I don't know, skipped over a few parts that just aren't web-appropriate, you know, here. I'm just going to say a quick thing about his death, and if I find anything else, I'll let you know. He died on the 1st of December, 1947, and he died of myocardial degeneration, chronic bronchitis, and was aggravated by pleuritis. He died at age 72. His funeral was held at a Brighton crematorium on the 5th of December. About a dozen people attended. That shows how popular. And Lewis Wilkinson read ex- excerpts from the Gnostic Mass, the Book of Law, and Hand to the Pan. His funeral generated press controversy and was labeled a Black Mass. The black Mass is a ceremony typically celebrated by satanic groups. It has allegedly existed for centuries in different forms and is directly based on a Catholic Mass. Oh god, this picture. <laughs> Crowley's body was cremated and his ashes were sent to Carl Gimmer in the US, who buried them in his garden in Hampton, New Jersey. That's so random. Oh god. I mean... If you look at pictures of this dude and things he's drawn... One of them looks like, you know, the stereotypical alien trolling, but everything's squished down towards the chin. And this drawing is a drawing of Lamb. Don't know who that is. I need to look up more of this dude. Oh, apparently he moved to New Orleans. And um, then he spent time with his Christian relatives in Titusville, Florida. I think i have actually... Wait a sec. I know where I've heard that from. So you know um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, where Titus goes to Titusville, Florida... And like has all this fun time, yeah, that's where I've heard of it from. <laughs> and then after that, he went to New New York City. I'm just just seeing things. I'm just seeing things. And wow, who is Wilhelm II? Okay, so apparently he claimed Wilhelm second to Jesus Christ. Um Yeah. And he um it's been argued that he encouraged the German Navy to destroy the Lusitania, informing them that it would ensure the US stayed out of the war. While in reality hoping it would bring the US into the war on Britain's side. That's kind of messed up. I I <laughs> oh my god reading some of these things (sighs) i'm not gonna be same. so if you are easily triggered or disturbed by things of, of intense sexual not violence per se but just graphicness Reading his wikipedia page would be very... Highly... Just, just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. But if you are further interested in this dude, and you want to risk your... Morality. I feel like I'm losing morality even just listening. Listening about this guy. Di- no. I'm not listening. I'm reading. Oh, okay, silly me. Anyway. So if you want to know more about this dude, uh it's on Wikipedia page. And once again, I do not suggest it because it is very graphic and quite wordy, but I mean I don't mind words. Sometimes. I don't know. What should what should I do now? I don't know. Here we go. Mikey.